Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit BiteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Dr. Nancy Wiley, and we'll be talking about her journey as well as her new book, Divine Trust, A Practical Guide to End Suffering and Find Your Way Home. At the age of 12, Dr. Nancy Wiley became fascinated by how certain people seemingly manifest things into their lives. When she manifested a beautiful thoroughbred jumper for herself. After reading The Power of Your Subconscious Mind just a few short years later, she began to understand how she had created this. Simultaneously, she also began a lifelong practice of meditation that resulted in the attainment of unity consciousness. With her continuing experience and ever-growing confidence in navigating through her inner realm, she was able to reach a state whereby she no longer suffers, no matter what life presents. Her trust in the source has become unshakable. From direct experience, she is now absolutely certain that there is a divine presence that wants everyone to know it and trust it. For the past eight years, she has been enrolled in the inner circle of a comprehensive program called Your Year of Miracles, where she became clear that her next divine assignment was to assist others in opening to the state of trust in the divine, as she has done. In her new book, Divine Trust, A Practical Guide to End Suffering and Find Your Way Home, she lays out a blueprint that anyone can easily follow to achieve this incredible state of divine bliss and trust for themselves and thereby achieve freedom from suffering. Dr. Nancy Riley spent 27 years building a highly successful orthodontics practice in Florida. It was the school tragedy in Parkland that spurred her to feel the time was right to create and bring forth divine trust. With the loss of one of her own patients and the sorrow of so many around her, she felt introducing divine trust would be a path to healing for men. Dr. Nancy Riley now dedicates herself to igniting a massive shift in human consciousness using divine trust as the cornerstone. For more information about her book, you can visit www.divinetrustbook.com and you can get some freebies also on that, that website. And then if you want to talk to Dr. Nancy about her other work, you can visit www.trustthedivine.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Dr. Nancy to the show. Good day. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Robert. That was like such a mouthful, but thank you so much for that great introduction. Thank you. And thank you for having me here. Thank you. You're very welcome. And, you know, the, the beauty of that introduction is we, the listening audience now knows a lot about you in a real short period of time. But, but uh, we're going to be able to find out more. So. Divine trust. Um, I, could you um, give us what your understanding of what divine trust is? So yes, yes, it is. The definition, if you look up in the in the Webster Dictionary, trust is the firm belief in the reliability, truth, or strength of a thing. In this case, I say it's um, the universe, God the all that is energy, whatever name you give to the energy that hosts all life. Um, so it's it's this, for me it's gone beyond the firm belief into unknowingness. Because once you're, you sit in it and you see this presence that's before you, in you, in all things, 
Um, and you realize it wants you to see it. It's been waiting patiently. It's, it's within the heart of every human being. It's a calling to know that source, to know that we are it. And then it flows through you. And I know that's going to be your next question. What's the snapback? That's the snapback. Once you know it and see it, you're aware that you're more than a body. You're more than um, a personality living in a, in a vehicle that's a body with two arms and two legs. You're actually way more. You're part of this energy. I mean, it's so hard to explain it in that short little concise, you know, soundbite, but that's the essence yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I when you talked about coming from a place of knowing, you know, and, and I think that is kind of, as, as I was reading through the book, it, it appeared to me that, if I had truly had a sense, you know, and, and uh, I'll believe in the trust, you know, in that divine, you know, uh, divine, I don't know what they put, in the divine, you know, then then what comes about, you know, is just a matter of, you know, the things playing out. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the, the script was written or, or is written or is being written. And we're playing it out now on stage. Um, but so um, you said that every anyone. Well, let me let me go back to that snapback. You know, you, when you you talked about snapback um, in the book, you know, it's that you said you had this experience of uh, a flash and then just um, knowing. You know, after that. So, right. You're talking about when I yeah. was in the amphitheater. Yes. Um, in dental school, medical school, and I was sitting there learning about um, certain mechanisms of the body. And in that case, it was like how the body responds to a virus or a bacteria and all the inner workings. And it wasn't of the mind. I I, I can't really explain it other than it was this – it was almost like I got smacked with the light <laughs> – Yes, there is God. This is proof. You're seeing it. It was a wake-up point. Now, for me, I've had many in my life, and usually we have, you know, little incremental steps until we get to the point where we're actually sitting and saturated in the knowingness of who we are and what our being being is actually is what we really are. Um, but that that's what I think you're talking about, that, uh, that original snapback, right? Is that what you're referring to? Right. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was just, yeah. yeah, because I think, you know, like you say, we've all kind of experienced those transcendent moments, <laughs> you know, those moments where it's our bit in this whole big, you know, universe is kind of, we get a glimpse behind the curtain. But so, you know, we really kind of what it's all about. Um, exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, you know, once you experience that, now, do you feel that um, having that experience, um, first of all, you, you, you can't unexperience it, you know, so, you know, the, the one thing that's nice about this is once you experience it, you know, it seems to forever change people. Um, so do you feel that there are ways to increase the frequency of, those kinds of moments. I don't think that I know that. I know that your show is like the epitome of what I'm talking about. You are bringing light. You are using technology to spread the word, to emit this transmission across the whole planet. I mean, I've been listening to you, and I see that you're doing this all along. And anyone such as yourself who's doing that is is amplifying it. So what you're doing, your mission is amplifying the knowledge, getting this out there, the the ability. Like running the, um, okay, the mile. Remember how it was like, it was a six-minute mile, was like the record, and then it was a five-minute mile, then a four-minute mile, then a three-minute and 50-second. So as humanity saw it was possible, it broke it broke the limits. It raised the ceiling. That's exactly what we're doing, I'm doing, and you're doing. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And, 
And, and you know, I mean, it's been my experience, too, you know, that um, whenever those um, occurrences happen to me, um, I just usually kind of take a moment. And a lot of times it's synchronicity or, or coincidental types of things that bring forth that, that, you know, being a part of a bigger thing. But, I mean, it's usually at that point that I kind of pause to – um, be thankful for that, you know, for that, that whatever that insight is, you know, or that little reminder is, you know, and and then um, try and kind of uh, make my best of it, you know. I mean, it's, it's kind of like those moments you you get that grander perspective. So what I try to do, and maybe you can explain to me if this is um, what I try to do is then take that feeling of expansiveness and then kind of look around with what's going on around me and see if I can apply it <laughs> to make things better. Wow. Okay, so I just can I expand a little teeny tiny tweak to what you just said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this will change your life and I'm sure it'll change a lot of people too. Yes, you're 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 right. You're precise about stopping being grateful for it. But you said, and then I try, 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 try. Don't say try. Do. Yeah. The, tr- the trying is telling your mind that it's not possible, that it stops the flow, that, that word mm-hmm. try. It's, it's a mental construct. So just let that go and remember this moment and just do. Don't try. Do. Because when you try, it kind of runs away from you. And then you ha- you're actually putting doubt into the field. Just let it come in all the gratitude. That's perfect. And just be with it and let it be what it is. It's perfect. That's perfect. That, that's a perfect tweak. And I'm sure my try is some very deep programming. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. That's kind of yeah. Be but um, yeah, that's good. That, that's that's good to remember. So now, um, when did or how did this concept of the, for the book um, come into being? Uh, I mean, and, and what inspired you to to write it now, in particular? All right, great. That's that's a really great question. And there's a little bit of a story here. So um, just jump in if you need to stop me and redirect me. But um, so I had realized I, at least I thought my mom just passed away and this was January of 2018. And I realized I fully accepted and embraced her. I was with her when she took her last breath. And in the book, you'll see how close we were. We became Reiki masters. We were really, really fun. She's the one who gave me um, that book that we were just talking about, which will come back to it, The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And she's also the one that took me to start meditating when I was 16 or 17. So we were super close. So she gets Alzheimer's. She starts to pull away, um, like really for about, I want to say six years, she didn't know who I was. And then she passed away. But I made sure I was with her every second I could. Um, when she was dying, and I was with her when she took her last breath, giving her Reiki and just love and just accepting her and letting it be her path. And I wasn't suffering where my father and my sister and my brother were really suffering. I was the I was the strong person in that point, and I was with her. My father wasn't. No one else was with her except my sister-in-law and me um, when she passed. So she passes. We have her funeral. Five days later, I'm working in my clinic, as an orthodontist, I worked, uh, it's a, my office was about a mile and a half away from Marjorie Stillman Douglas in Parkland, Florida. And I'm working on the clinic floor five days later. It is February 14th. And um, a mom exclaims, you know, there's an active shooter at Douglas. And we just, like, in disbelief, we all inhale, like, <gasps> And then within mm-hmm. seconds, sirens and helicopters and um, all these parents were trying frantically trying to get to the school. There was gridlock. They just abandoned their cars along this main thoroughfare and just walked the rest of the way. I, I We couldn't work, obviously, after that. I mean, there was so much more. I'm not going to go super into detail, but 
when it was done, said and done the next day, we found out I lost a patient, and one of my staff lost her sister. So I just, I was really undone. You can imagine how anyone would be undone. So I realized, like, okay, I am suffering. I, I thought I was immune. Let me go to my source. So at this point, I'd already trust was my go-to, my way home. I went deep, deep into meditation, and I communed. I, I think it was about two hours, my meditation. I communed with this source. I asked why it happened. I got all these answers. And when I came out of that, I was steadfast again, and I, from that point, I never suffer, no matter what happens. I've never suffered again. It, it only... It only reinforced my trust and made it stronger, if, if that makes sense. But at the same time, my back started giving me major issues while I was leaning over my mom's hospital bed, and it didn't go away. You know how you think, oh, it'll go away, it'll go away. And it didn't go away. And like three months into suffering excruciating pain, I went and I started having MRIs, and I found out I had 17 um, bulging discs and um, four herniations and one exactly in the part of my severe severe pain like take your breath away pain so did I succumb to the pain no I said you know what there's a reason for it I don't know what it is I trusted and I'm like I think it's time to get out of my practice so I put it up for sale it sold almost almost immediately but then we got hit with COVID that through that whole thing I used trust and the practice sold to the perfect person, actually a friend of mine. So I leave the practice four days later after my last day. I had booked a uh, um, oceanfront condo where I could kind of relax and, and recover from all of everything that just happened. And um, I timed it so that I would be going into a spiritual retreat, a four-day spiritual retreat with your year of miracles. They have one every year. And on the first day of the spiritual retreat, the very first day, okay, four days after leaving my practice, walking out of there, I had nothing, Robert, in front of me, nothing at all. I had no idea how I was going to make money. I was the main breadwinner for my family. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just stepping into the void. And my intention for that spiritual retreat is that my next divine assignment be given to me. Well, for me... Everything is always given, just as I ask. So as I'm in my first day of that 40 spiritual retreat, we're in a process. I don't know how it happened or what the process. I can't even remember what process, meditative process it was, but I heard, you're going to write a book on trust. And I said to that, no, I'm a scientist. I'm not a writer. Writing's my weakest point. Choose someone else for that. And... They said, you're going to write this book on trust. Okay, second day, another process with a different teacher. Go into it. And now it's getting more insistent and more specific. You embody trust like no one else on the planet right now. We've been teaching you this. We've been working with you on this. You're going to write a book about embodying trust. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not, I better not argue with it anymore. It's the divine and... Who am I to argue with this energy? I'm like, boy, do I have balls, right? <laughs> so, so the third day, I heard nothing. And I'm like, did that bother me? No. I'm like, you know, I'm already getting a clear message. The fourth day, the last day, in another process, boy, whew, I heard, you're going to write a book on trust. Here are your chapters. You're going to outline it. We're going to give you the whole outline. When you come out of this process and in between the breaks, sit down with the pen and paper. We're going to outline the whole book for you. That's exactly what happened. I got the whole book outlined for me in the order of what they wanted it to do. It didn't kind of make sense, right? So I just got an outline. Then a whole bunch of other things happen that are kind of related, maybe not. I, I don't know. I can keep going just a little bit. More, you're okay with it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I am because okay. you know that's like the the way that it unfolded for you is the way that it unfolds many times, and I think if people hear it, maybe they'll if they hear that voice, they're going to think twice, you know, or not twice. <laughs> well, so, we yeah, do. Please. We don't we ignore it? We think we're crazy, and we ignore it until you get to a certain point, and you trust it so much as I am right now. 
And then the more you trust that and the more you act on it, the more magical your life becomes. It's just pure heaven. It it really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, go ahead. I mean, you can go ahead and um, you know continue on. So after at the end of that four day mm-hmm. retreat, that's when you kind of had the outline and yeah and all of that. Yes, but there's something else really crazy that happens. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna outline it just a little bit more until the day I started writing it. it it's part of the story. So the day after the retreat, I get a call from my sister, and she goes, "This is it." I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm taking Dad to the emergency room. Where? And she told me. And do you know the hospital she was taking to him? That was about eight minutes from my condo I had rented. Now, mind you, I live like three and a half hours south of there, but I had rented this condo on the ocean right where my dad was going to be going to the hospital. So she took him there, and um, make a long story short, I spent like the best month of our, the best bonding month of our lives, and then my father passed away about a month later. And um, I was having to check out of this condo I had rented on the beach the day he he was going to ultimately die. I didn't know he was. But I'm running out back and forth because I had to pack up all the things I had accumulated, the food and whatnot, for a month. And I tripped over my own feet, and I <laughs> I dislocated my thumb, like totally severed the, the ligament. So um, the people at the place see me, and they give me an ice bag, but I'm like, you know what, I, I just feel I have to go home. I don't know why i got to go home, because I have a special needs daughter and my husband, and they, they had, you know, made it without me for a month. So I'm, I'm driving home, and my dad passes. But no one will call me because it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive. When I get mm-hmm. home, my husband greets me, and he tells me the news. And he expects me to burst into tears, but... My trust is so strong, you know. I I know that, you know, the body will, does have to go at some point. I mean, I do think we have, I have aspects about aging or I'm giving glimpses about aging. But, you know, he was 93, so he was pretty elderly. And um, so that day with this dislocated thumb, my dad just passing, I sat down and started writing the book. And, you know, it wrote itself in five days. I just did, I just let it flow through me. It was so fast, the whole thing, you know, writing it. And it was just like, it was just a super profound um, um, experience. And I just let the energy flow. And I'm like, if anyone can sit here and write while their dad just passed the same day and with a thumb that's dislocated, it's my left thumb, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a righty, um, that's trust. That embodies trusted further entrenches and, and shows to the world the um, embodiment of trust. Now, that's my story. Yeah. That's my yeah. end of my <laughs> Well, that is a great story. Well, you know, and there, there's so many things um, that that occurred that were, you know, you, you like, for example, writing. Writing, you said, wasn't really kind of your thing. You know, and yet, you know, here you are, you have a, a, a finger kind of out of place. You know, now you said that you were right-handed and it was on your left hand. Yes, so, yes, it was on my left hand. So, so it was like, okay, let's get her attention on the hand, but don't, don't do it to her right hand. You know, it's kind of like, you know, because she has that to be able to write, but... Well, you know, I mean, it, it's, I think it, that it's wonderful when you can tap into that that universal consciousness, you know, and and uh, receive information and and uh, translate or transcribe or however whatever process is used to put it to paper. Um, it, it seems that that's a um, something that everybody can do, but I don't know if people really spend the time realize that they that is something that they can do. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, and here's what I'm getting the inspiration to to say this. 
the voice and what's coming through me, and you had asked one of your very first questions was how do you amplify it? How do you how do you teach it? How do you get mm-hmm. how do you put, how do you put yourself in that place so so you so your listeners can hear it so they can experience they can have these profound experiences, and it's through the example and understanding and the spreading of the information that it can happen, that it can have it is happening. It's happening to more and more of us. It's it's being spread across the planet, this light. And right now when we're suffering so much, we have the 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 war in Ukraine, I mean oh my goodness. And then the pandemic and now those numbers are rising again and then the spiritual um um, want for everybody to know it and the political divide and the hatred and the blaming and, you know, complaining. It's all, it's all meant to, um, bring this light to the planet. You're part of that. I'm part of that and every listener is part of that. And that's, that's the whole point of your show and for me coming on your show. And for you being attracted to listening to my message and your listeners listening to the message, this is, this is the evolution. Humanity is on this brink. Are we going to suffer? Are we going to stay here in this hatred and this fear? Or are we going to move, shift into this new paradigm of living as though we are the God vehicles we are? And that's the point. That is the whole point of everything. Very profound. Uh, very much so. Um, guys, we're about halfway through the show, uh, Dr. Nancy, so I'm going to take just a, a quick 90-second break. Um, and then when we come back, I want to um, talk about um, the connection to divine trust, from uh, divine trust to suffering and um, because you mentioned a couple of times that people had different reactions than you did. So I kind of want to highlight why that was, why that is. <laughs> okay? Okay. Okay. So everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Okay. Hello. This is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5 by 7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Dr. Nancy Wiley, and we're talking about her new book, Divine Trust, a practical guide to end up suffering and find your way home. Again, you can find out more about the book by visiting www.divinetrustbook.com. And you can also find out more about Nancy and all of the other services that she offers by visiting her website, trustdivine.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Dr. Nancy. Thanks, Robert. Yes. And so if they, if your listeners um, would like, when they go to the divinetrustbook.com to purchase the book, there's five free gifts. Um, one of them is um, a meditation, which is um, will take them really quickly into divine trust. 
And um, also there is a master class that I'm giving. It, it, it's free, and it's three consecutive Tuesdays in a row. I just started my first uh, one this past Tuesday, but I'm doing um, a new one starting June 7th. So they're welcome to join that with me. That's also a free gift, and it's really fun. And we go deep. We do a deep dive. We divide the book into thirds, and then I take them, you know, specifically through um, deep processes. It's really cool. Yeah, oh, great. Good. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that people knew about that free offer. Um, so um, it definitely gives people a, a way to um, put stick their toe in the water, so to speak, and kind of learn about um, divine trust. Um, so uh, before I break, I mentioned the, you know, the, the connection with divine trust and suffering and, and the end of suffering. And you indicated back when, when your father passed, your response was different others around. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so can you tell us, um, you know, how my trust um, can impact suffering? Or sure. Or suffering? Sure. So um, it, let me see if I can answer that. But when you learn how to go to source to see it, you first have to extend your own trust out because it's, it's a little bit faith at first, trust. Extend out your own um, beingness to trust it. But once you see it and you sit in it, you feel completely held you are shown that whatever has happened in your life is serving the light, is serving you, is serving the world, and is making ultimately something better. It's, it's changing us, transforming us into a better version of ourselves. So, for instance, I say you can take anything, anything um, whatsoever, and I teach it in my book, I usually say start with something that's not like a huge trigger. Um, you know, boy, there's huge ones like I'm not worthy and that. I, I say don't don't take something so deep. Take something a little bit less of a trigger. But I've worked on it. Um, I've worked on it before with different, deeper, deeper. The more you do it, the deeper you can go. But when you go and you extend yourself into this, you feel it. It extend. It's like you extend your hand and it extends its divine hand back towards you and then you merge and you feel and feel you see and feel and know to your core that you are held you are supported you are nurtured to no matter what happens and you see that something that your mind labeled as a negative or a bad situation was actually there to grow you and once you bring it into the light it's transformed. When you come out of it, it is no longer an issue. And so it melts, it soothes, it smooths any disruption whatsoever. So I'm just going to take a, a um, something happens in my life, in my everyday life. Like, you know, I run my whole schedule around a workman to be here. They don't show up. They forget. They have the appointment and blah, blah, blah. And now, that will cause me to, like, get a little annoyed, to get a little out of vibration. And all I have to do is say, trust, trust whatever happened. And then completely it's dissolved. I'm back in alignment. And I'm back home in, in complete, complete uh, non-perturbance. I guess that's the best way. Sometimes, Robert, <laughs> it's so hard to put things into an English language to to convey the meaning or the essence, but I hope I'm I hope I can I hope I'm doing it so you understand and um it's being conveyed. Yeah. <laughs> well non perturbance is one of my favorite states to be. <laughs> so um the well you know, I it, it seems that it goes to the um the point of Recognizing that you know everything uh, to a knowing and feeling that everything is right and proper, you know, and, and that um, 
that there's really, you know, no benefit to, like, projecting expectation or projecting judgment or there are any of those kinds of things that can um, bring up, you know, suffering or, you know, any of the, the, the negative types of, I don't say negative, um, and I'm trying to avoid that, but, but the idea is, is that there are those things that make you better sometimes don't feel real good. good. They you know, don't feel good going. to your mind. Okay, so a so couple of things. Do you mind if I jump right, <laughs> right in there? Um, when you said judgment and what our mind puts a label on it, that's, that's – okay, there's two ways to be. There's two ways to operate in the world. One is from our mind. And if you're judging, you're complaining, blaming, shaming, categorizing, finding fault in yourself, something or others, you're in your mind. Okay, it, the mind is the reptilian version of our old way. We were we were scanning the horizon to survive. We were looking for saber-toothed lions. We were looking for, you know, um, we, we were surviving. Okay, now we're at a different place in our evolution of humanity. Now there's a lot more light on the planet. A lot more people, like myself, as a as a doctor, right? Who who knows science? Science is the basis. Is that the answer? No, that is absolutely not the answer. It is through the consciousness, the second way of being. It's a, it's a way higher form, a way more evolved way of being. And when you come from your consciousness, you're not judging. You, 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 you can't let, you're incapable of putting a label on something. It just is. And then when you take your consciousness and you commune it with this power that is all, the all that is energy, it shows you there's not one hair out of place. There's never been one hair out of place. You trust it so much. You see it. It shows you. Okay, so let's take Ukraine. So it shows me there's not one hair out of place. That is meant to happen to further, further evolve us and the planet. And then you're like, oh, my God, well, what, what is that evolution? Well, we need to let it unfold. We need to trust this energy. We need to more people to come and learn this divine connection, this divine trust, and, and let it show us the way with its perfection, its love, its, its sublime reality. And then we let it unfold. And you know what would happen if enough of us did that? Ukraine would be freed and Putin would, you know, be put in the place that it is because that's not aligned with us. It's all about human individual light flowing through on the planet and not being squelched yeah. or, or sublimated in any way. Yeah. You know, and... It, it is difficult, you know, to see so much um, pain and suffering being inflicted, you know, for, you know, really no reason other than to um, highlight this, um, you know, to make people aware, you know, you know, aware of um, our, our rights, aware of, you know, Incursions into our boundaries, you know, because the people, I mean, you know, we all have our boundaries, you know, so to, to just to recognize that there are, um, there's, there are things for us to, to kind of take away, to learn from that, and, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I sit back sometimes and I'm thinking, well, boy, you know, the role of those individual people in Ukraine. The role that they're playing right now, you know, their soul journey to me is like, you know, this is, this is a period of time that is going to reverberate for generations. You know, I mean, it's going to have, um, a, 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 I guess it would have a traumatic effect, but I guess it can also have an enlightening effect. So I guess, you know, it's, you <laughs> go either way. From my perspective, not at all. <laughs> Can I share? 
Sure. Okay, so That's my good. perspective. Now, I'm not saying my reality is the only way, but in my reality, it is the the. It, everything makes sense. Everything in the book makes sense. My mind is one of unity, unifying. Okay, well, what is the what? What is the purpose of those people in Ukraine? The people that have died, the people that are being um, forced to leave their home, the you know the destruction of property and land, and um, just the the pure devastation. Right? What's their role? So, in my my understanding. And what I've come to accept as my truth, before everyone takes a body, because we are just extensions of God, we decide that we are going to journey to earth, take a body, take a vehicle that that I call the body, and we are going to serve our way of bringing more light to the planet. Now, Let's just take someone from Ukraine. They said, okay, I'm going to serve. I will, I will give up my life to um, bring awareness to the fact that we as human beings need to unite and once and for all live in peace and love and light. And so I will, I will journey there and I will give up my life. And then you have, I don't know how many thousands of people who have done that, who have died, but they are actually the heroes. They are the heroes. They did that. They did that on purpose. They journeyed in. Now, maybe they didn't know that consciously because in my book I explain how we get amnesia because it's the snapback to realizing we are the divine actually incarnate, and, and that's the snapback process. But if they didn't realize that, while they were still in the body as, you know, consciousness and they passed away before that happened or they transformed, you know, before that happened, they still did that nonetheless. That's my truth. So everybody takes it. Everybody knows um, their path. Putin took his path, too. He said, yeah, I will be the bad guy on this. I will come in. I will be, you know, this character that this ego that wants to dominate and take over the world and, and, you know, I don't care if I kill any person at all. If they, if they could cross me, I will kill them. I will wipe them out. And, you know, whatever, whatever his deal is, he said that. But when he gets back to where he came from, he will not be looked upon as this soul who was so vile. He will be looked upon as the soul who took his place. And, you know, came in and did that. Cause that. Can you imagine if we're all innocent, if what it would take for you to to come in and do that? But still he is serving the light. Hmm. As well, a bad guy. And I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, and, you know, my, my belief, you know, when it came to the pandemic was, it was, you know, the, the, global awareness that was raised when the world shut down, you know, and the earth came back, <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, you know, to me that was, it was like, you know, if, you know, there was a greater purpose, that that certainly was one that, you know, um, it was a dramatic it's been a dramatic event, but it's also been really eye-opening for people who want to look. I mean, some yeah. some people still don't want to, um, you know, the impact you know that we have on our planet and, and how how it reacts to our impact. But um, but for those who were kind of on the fence of the, you know, about, you know, what does our really, what's our impact, what's the human impact on, you know, I mean, it was one of those where it was like, okay, here's an example of what it's like. Now, and I guess it's up for, up to humanity to decide what to do with that new awareness. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well, you know, you're going to see your show start to grow. You're going to see it start to grow and grow and grow because people are hungry for this. They're hungry. It, you can 
feel that it's palpable that people are hungry for the knowledge that you're bringing, Robert. They're hungry for this. So they're searching for answers, and that's what you're about. That's what I'm about, answers. Give us some answers. Mm -hmm. Make it all make sense. Show us the way, and let us feel that sublime support and safety. Can you imagine feeling that going through this? Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think if we can get, um, you know, uh, to a sense of more divine trust, you know, more that, more of that um, uh, kind of global consciousness or even universal consciousness, actually, kind of, of view, then I think our actions will kind of start to support that. But, but I think we've got a way to go. But that's it. Well, that's okay, because I think every, everybody along their, their own path. Um, so what would you say, then, is our our purpose? I mean, uh, do, in your opinion, do we have a singular purpose? Or, or because we're part of this web that, that our purpose just can't, um, can't be disentangled? <laughs> Right, right. I, I think there's, it's both and. So I think we all have this calling within our heart. Um, most people are aware of it. You know, when you said you, you see, um, you know, like something beautiful and you take a moment and you pause and you're grateful. Most people have that and they want to accept. They want that to expand. They want more of those. So with each and each one of our hearts, it is it is our purpose to realize the light that we're we're bringing into the planet. And then I do think there's individual dharma like, you know, Robert, your your dharma is to um host this beautiful um inspirational show where you bring you bring information from different viewpoints, from looking at things from different views to the planet. So like you're teaching people, allowing people to experience it. That's that's like probably you're in your perfect secondary. Um, but yours is mesh with the, the primary, which is to know yourself as God, is to know yourself that you mm. are God or the divine. Let's say that because God has a, the word God has a connotation. But to know that you are that. And then if the people who have been born on the planet right now, I do believe we're on this, all this on this mission to evolve humanity. So I think we have that. So there's the common one, and then there's the individual expression of that. So some people will be a master chef, master mother, master um, gardener. You know, there's all these things. But the really important thing is that each individual has a special jewel within inside them that only they can do on the whole planet, just them, no one else. And that they, in the end of themselves, have this gift that they're here to unfold, to blossom, to learn about, and then blossom and unfold so that it can it can fulfill them and their reality. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Oh, well, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it, we're kind of operating on multiple levels, yeah. kind of at, at all times, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so. What do, what do you think about, what's your opinion on the idea of divine trust, the concept of divine trust, and how it fits into other belief systems, like, like religion, for example, but it doesn't have to be a religion, but other kind of belief systems out there. Um, do, you, do you find that there is uh, a common thread of divine trust? throughout the various belief systems? So, I do. I do. I looked at, actually, I sat one day and I looked through all the different, um, I looked through the Bible, I looked through the Quran, I looked through um, Confucianism, anything that related to trust and how it writes mm. something. And yes, it, it does, absolutely. And it, so it goes across all religions and no religion. So it can, it ties in everything together. There's such a universality to it that it, 
it, it just, I, mean, I don't know, it's just so magical to me. Like, when I, when I sit there and I read the book again, I'm like, did I write this? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember writing this, but it's, dang, it's so profound, it's so beautiful. So, it's, there's a universality to it where I do think it applies to all religions and also to no religion. So, I, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. It did in my mind, but I don't know if it did in yours. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It doesn't. And I know um, I one of my my first book was kind of like that channel kind of thing, you know, where I would walk and be shown what to write and write. You know, I mean, it was just one of those weird things. And it, it was at that time that that I got the um, uh, some of the most you know, much to say profound thoughts. You know, it's like, oh my God, you know. And then going back and you know, that was like ten years ago now. But going back to vision, it's like, huh, you know, and so it just makes me, you know, uh, wonder, first of all, you know, if, if how much other people experience that, you know, where they will, you know, write something, but, but not necessarily be, like, overly conscious of what they're writing. I mean, you know, in that kind of thing. Um, but... It, to me, it's just like I wonder how many universal truths come through that way. Oh, probably so many, right? Probably so many. You, um, we were going to talk about Dr. Joseph Murph- Murphy's Power of the ah. Subconscious Mind. Yeah, which is a book of truth, too. But I think when he wrote it, he had to be way more careful about his terminology. But, yes. Mm-hmm. Same thing. The truth in that book is so profound. It stops you in your tracks, and it, it causes you to reflect. So I do think there's a mental construct we have to we're lured with, first of all, and then as it bounces around within our being and then is expressed outward, um, you know, it leads us. And that's the way the power of the subconscious mind was for me. I got it when I think I was 16. It was a beautiful book, which made me stop. And I have reread that book. It is in tatters. And so I've had to, I've had to get, like, two more books that are, you know, newer versions. But I kept the original book. I don't know why, because I feel it just had so much energy, and it meant so much to me. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Oh, I, I agree. You know, and, you know, and it is, you know, it's a paradigm shifting kind of exercise you go through when you read um, his books. And you know, and what is your feeling? I mean, I would think, you know, that as a teenager you're getting it, and and I think now about today's teens and the challenges of they are experiencing, and, you know, the, you know, when you just on the news about the rising uh, to, uh, to suicide rates, it, right. you know, it, it's so disheartening, you know, when, when a life is cut short by choice. And right. um, so uh, do you think that, you know, maybe providing some kind of uh, lessons, you know, for teens, you know, at this particular time that it would be a um, the perfect time, I guess, you know, for, for us to kind of get that information out there. So, you know, your question is very personal to me because um, being a doctor and treating teens and m- many of them, like the vast majority of my teens were, were going to school at Marjorie Stillman Douglas High in, in Parkland. And um, it was very kept very quiet, but they they were starting to take their lives. And I didn't understand. Right after the incident, I had another patient of mine who was a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I think it was a psychologist. And he said to me, you know, these kids are going to start commit su- committing suicide. And I'm like, why? I don't understand the connection. They, he goes, no, they have survivor's guilt and severe mm-hmm. anxiety. And then, you know, we slowly started hearing of that. I think they're, I, I don't even know because they're not allowed to promote or televise. They have to keep it very quiet because they're afraid of a chain reaction of happening. 
But um, they started to have, um, when that started happening, and I think there were two suicides and two attempts, um, they had a town I, I went to the town hall to see what I could do, but I hadn't yet written the book. So this was probably um, 2019. And I'm like, I want to help. I have knowledge I carry within me that could make the suffering stop. But I didn't know how. I had no vehicle. I was still working as an orthodontist. And it really wasn't going to happen that way. But then, you know, I, I quit. And now I'm going to be... Um, doing classes for at, at the Parkland Amphitheater for free to help um, as many people that still feel, you know, that they can reach out, that want to reach out, that want to learn this knowledge that I carry within me and that want to end their suffering and their pain. So um, that's, I'm committed to that. I just have to sign up for the room and, and do, you know, get this, there's, you have to do some paperwork and stuff to be secured through there. Um, but yes, absolutely. I am so called to help them. So called to help them. But not only just them. You're right, teen suicide rate is so high, and it's like so unnecessary. This this information is so needed because if you felt carried and whole, no matter what was happening outside your life, you you would have the support you needed to sustain to sustain yourself and bring your light and your individual. Um, path forward through through your throughout your life. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yes. Um that's wonderful that you're doing that because I think that is just so important. And um and you never know about the ripple effects of what you're doing and how it mm-hmm. will, you know, come amongst peers and parents and, and neighbors as well. Um well Beth, we're already at the end of the show, Doctor Nancy, so um, is there um, maybe any final words um, or um, things you might want to say uh, to the listeners that uh, we didn't get? Just, just look inside yourself. Just take one minute after this call and look inside yourself and see how this resonates. Let it bounce around, like I say, bounce around inside you. And if you're feeling so called to, keep following your light. Keep looking for the truth. And if you, I mean, I do feel like I do, I am a light and I would love to work with your listeners if they just go to trustthedivine.com, they can find out how. But just know that you are the light, that you are special and that you are here on this planet right now listening to these words so that you might be upheld and strengthened and go forth and, and bring goodness to the planet. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I, you know, I appreciate you spending your time here and, and helping people um, get to that divine trust and and, um, and their suffering. And so I want to thank you for your time today. And now you are available on social media, correct? For people yes. that want to connect with you. Yes, I okay. am on all all the pretty much all the platforms. But yes, thank you okay, so much great. for having me, Robert, and what you're doing. It's so special, really. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate your work as well. It's very important. So, everyone, uh, today my special guest has been Dr. Nick talking about her new book, Divine Trust, A Practical Guide to End Suffering and Find Your Way Home. For more information, again, you can visit the website, divinetrustbook.com, and that will also get you the free items that Dr. Nancy offered there. And again, like she said, if you want to talk to her more about her particular services, you can visit her website, which is Trust the Divine. Everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again... Remember to be a bright light.
by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.